Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast by Obis Partners. I'm your host, Tim Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And so the show, we're talking about the emotional roller coaster you didn't see coming when you buy an investment property. And of course, the thing about property is it isn't just a financial decision. It's also an emotional journey. And look, when you go through that process of buying a property, there are going to be some thrilling highs where you feel on top of the world and then there are going to be some nerve-wracking lows. The sleepless night. <laughs> yeah, multiple sleepless nights, multiple worries. And if you're buying an investment property for the first time, some of these are going to come as a bit of a surprise to you. But even experienced investors, as we go through this list of what that emotional roller coaster looks like, which is what we're going to do in this episode, you know, you guys who have bought lots of properties before, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I've been there. And for any of you newbie investors who think that's not going to be me, strap on in because you're going to go through this. Now, Andrew, what is usually the first emotion we're feeling when we start thinking about buying an investment property? I think the first one has got to be anticipation and excitement. This is when the search begins. So you've got yourself online, you're sitting in front of your laptop, and you've got that thrill, that excitement of finding the right property. And or you might be working with a financial advisor or property coach, and there's that anticipation before you open the email and look at what they're recommending. And you're going to feel excited before you look at these properties because this is the next step in your financial journey, whether it's on paper or whether or not you're in an open home. I remember going to open homes and just being so excited about how much money I was going to make in the future. It was great. Well, it's fun looking at these properties, whether you've got a property pack and some floor plans in front of you and you're running a spreadsheet or whether you're walking through the open home, exploring what's here and you go to five of them on a Saturday afternoon. That is the fun part of property because you're going property shopping. But after we turn that corner, that's when anxiety often starts to step in. So you've found the property, you've decided which one you're going to want. Your next step is usually to sign a sale and purchase agreement, which is where you're making an offer to the person selling the property. Or if you're working with a developer, you might just sign the contract knowing that you're going to get it if you do so. Now, oh, sign something. Well, that's where you do start to feel anxious because you might think, did I offer too much? Did I offer too little? Is this price too high? Is it too little? And you've got that nail-biting weight for the seller's response. And you're either going to feel some elation. You're going to be stoked when it comes back. They've signed it. Sweet, you've got the property under contract. Or you might feel a bit disappointed if you get a counteroffer that you're unhappy with. Or that you think, oh God, that price that they want me to buy it is a bit high. Now, of course, if you are working with a financial advisor, you'll get a fixed price contract. And even still, lots of people get nervous before signing that contract, even though you know that if you want, you can pull out of that contract within 10 days if it's got a due diligence clause in there. In fact, I remember signing my first sale and purchase agreement. I was terrified. <laughs> you were though, bullied into it. Even though I did get bullied into it. Thank you, Andrew Nichol. And I remember sitting there, and, and th these days I didn't even sign it. It was on a phone, and you just do yeah. this with yeah. your, your finger. You just scribble a bit. <laughs> you know, think, okay, that looks somewhat like my signature. But you are terrified, even though you know you can cancel the contract. You think about all of the things that might go wrong or the, the money that you might spend during due diligence and you might not end up buying that property. That feeling, that anxiousness is completely normal. Now, after you sign it, often you'll probably feel a little bit relieved. Oh, okay, fine. The pressure's off. I've now got 10 days to make my decision. I mean, Andrew, what was it like when you signed your first sale and purchase for a property? I remember it was a, a corner property on Cashel Street, and I was terrified. 
Yeah, why? I don't know, because I've just never done it before. And it was all pretty serious. Absolutely. So after we go through that, that elation of finding the property, we're on a real high. Now we're on a different type of high. We're really anxious, nervous about signing this contract. What's the next part of this emotional roller coaster? Uh, the next part, and this is all the time I hear this from investors, particularly new ones, they're just overwhelmed. So you've got the exhilaration of having your offer accepted. Now you've got this to-do list and you've got 10 days to do it and you need to talk to your lawyer, you need to talk to a bank or your mortgage broker. They want some documents and financial information and you probably have to talk to a property manager and you might need to talk to an accountant and you might need to check with all your friends about whether or not it's a good idea. And this is the time when you just think, holy hell, I don't know what I don't know and, and am I doing the right thing? Yeah, and I hear all the time from investors I've just got so many people talking to me yeah. because your lawyer wants things off you. They're talking to you about really technical parts of your sale and purchase agreement, about your contract. Your mortgage advisor wants documents off you. Then they want some more documents off you. Then they've got some questions. Then they send the stuff off to the bank to get your mortgage application approved. Then the bank's got questions. And it sometimes feels like this never-ending process where there's just more and more to think about and everybody needs the answer today. A feeling that most investors experience is that overwhelm, especially if you haven't done it before. If this is your first, your second, maybe even your third investment property, you're going to feel that. I mean, if it's your 10th investment property, you don't care. You're just promise you. Just get me the money. (laughs) That's you, Andrew. Just get me the money. I recognize it. And this all leads to a time in the week that we call the shaky Sundays. (laughs) Seriously, this is like every new investor. They need to just cut Sundays out of their life because without fail, when people get most nervous, it's during the shaky Sundays because you've had the weekend to worry. Like during the week, we're so busy with life that we don't get a lot of time to stress about stuff. Well, I don't. And then at the weekend, I guess Why all those grey hairs then? <laughs> that's when, the, I don't have any grey hairs. At the weekend, that's when you have your arguments with your partner or you worry about a property investment, isn't it? Right? That's when you that's actually... exactly when I have fun with my partner. <laughs> and you, like, because you've got this time to think and worry, you think, well, what have I done? You've probably read the newspaper, which is terrible for you, and there's something in there that spooks you. Or the worst thing is you hang out with your friends. <laughs> because I guarantee you, one of your friends... Knows a guy that did a great deal down in Fakatane, or you've got a family member and he did really well in Gore a few years ago. And every person in New Zealand is a self-proclaimed property expert and got an opinion on what you're about to do. And so, look, I'm not saying don't talk to your friends or read the newspaper or don't go out at the weekends, but just be aware that this is going to happen because it's completely natural. Like This is your flight or fight response. Like This is what's going to happen. It's natural for a human being to have these panic times, but you've got to get through it. Yeah, the family one's really interesting. So I was talking to one of our financial advisors recently about this kind of phenomenon where what will often happen is if I talk to my family about what I'm doing in property investment, they're going to give me a lot of opinions, but it's all got to be based on what they're going through, not what I'm going through. So I don't have kids, I don't have a big house, I'm more interested in living in a smaller property and then buying investment properties. Now, that's the right decision for me. Now, if I talk to my brothers who both have kids or or my sister who has a child, they're going to give me a different opinion because their circumstances are different. And often what will happen is we talk from our own experience. 
So Andrew's got more money than me. Now, if Andrew started lecturing me about how I should spend my money or what I should (laughs) buy or the clothes that I should buy, that's not based on what I should do. That's based on Andrew's experience. Now, I'm not saying that, that his opinion is never valid, but I'm just trying to say that often when we are talking to people, we're sharing what works for us or what we are currently going through, not what the other person is going through. But if you can get through the shaky Sundays, you're going to feel one of two things. You're either going to be back on a high and feel elated, or you're going to feel very dissatisfied. (laughs) Because at this stage, you are nearing the end of your due diligence period. Because remember, generally in today's market, you're going to sign up a contract to purchase a property, and you're likely going to have the ability to cancel it if you've got the right clauses in your contract. And at this stage, the mortgage broker is either going to come back and say, yep, the bank has approved you. The lawyer is going to say, yep, the contract's all good. The other lawyer is giving you the clauses you want. And you're going to think, great, we're ready to go. I've had my doubts, but I want to purchase this property. Or you might feel a bit in the dumps because the mortgage brokers come back and said, no, the bank's not going to approve you. They're not going to give you the money. Or sometimes I see with investors, They've been negotiating the contract with their lawyer, but of course, the person selling the property has a lawyer as well, and they are not going to agree to absolutely everything that you want. So your lawyer is going to push as hard as possible to protect you as much as possible, and the other lawyer is trying to do the same for their client, the person selling the property. And often what you've got to do is meet in the middle. So sometimes I see investors feeling a bit dissatisfied because their lawyer hasn't been able to get absolutely everything that they wanted or what you wanted. And ultimately, you've got to make a judgment call about which way is going to be the right way to go and whether you're willing to accept it. And I think sometimes there can be a sense of desperation or dissatisfaction creeping in when things take longer than expected. So I know for myself, if the bank is taking ages to approve a mortgage and I have to keep extending my contract or go back to the seller, the real estate agent, the financial advisor and say, hey, I need another five days. The bank hasn't approved me yet. Hey, I need another five days. The bank hasn't approved me yet. That starts to get frustrating. And mm. you're just like, when is this going to, to stop? When, you know, when's the bank finally going to be satisfied? And again, that's probably another emotion that we've got to work through because once you get it across the line, you've got to think, well, in 10, 15 years, is this going to be worth it? And I think that probably comes to the final turn in this emotional roller coaster. God, I feel it. I feel like it's a bloody roller coaster just sitting here talking about it, which is what, Andrew? The fear and doubt. This is your last minute jitters. And so you're going to be nervous leading up to the end of your due diligence period because this is where you're actually committing. And you're going to doubt and you're going to second guess your decision. And you're going to think, have I made the right decision? Or did I pay too much? Or are there any hidden issues? Or is there a better deal out there? And I see this often. One of my investors, I won't name her because uh, she's one of my favorites. She'll know who she is. She'll always, when we get to the end of due diligence, and I've said, this is a great property, you need to buy it. She'll always ring me on the last day and say, is there anything else that I should be buying instead? I have to say, no, that is the right investment for you. And I think that's so normal, right? You're going to be on a high. You're going to be nervous. You know, so once the bank comes back and says, yes, you're going to be on a high. Yeah, I can do it. Then you're going to get to the last day before you have to say, yep, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to confirm on this property. I'm going to go unconditional or no, I'm going to cancel. And that's where those jitters are going to come back in. But I know for me, at least, you get to the point where you think, okay, 
there are pros, there are cons. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I feel all of these things at once. But you end up just trusting the process and that this is the right long-term financial decision for you. And if you actually have been through a process of selecting this property, you know, you've done the research, you've looked at the data, and you're like, I've done so much research to make sure that this is the right property for me. I trust myself enough that I've picked it. Now, if you haven't done that research, maybe don't trust yourself. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe you shouldn't go ahead, you know. But if you have followed a process where you're like, okay, I know this is the right property. I've done enough research then I think that's where you do have to trust it. And that's where you sometimes get to that relief. You know where the roller coaster stops? Or well, I recently actually took Andrew, or Andrew took me yeah. across to Sydney to uh, Luna, Luna Park. Park. And Andrew was very excited. We were going to strap ourselves onto this terrifying, <laughs> it wasn't a roller coaster, we got spun around and hung upside down and all of these things. And as you're going through it, sometimes you're happy. Woo! Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> and other times, Andrew's sitting there going, I'm done now. I want to get off. <laughs> and at the end, you feel that relief. Yes, I did feel like, relief that my feet were on the ground again. Well, that's what it's like when you often go unconditional with the property because you think, okay, that's over. Now I've got to think about settling that property and getting ready to actually pay the money for it. And often there'll be a sense of pride at this Point because you've actually made that commitment to your long-term financial future. But Andrew, those emotions continue as you own the property too, right? Absolutely. Every time the property price goes up and you see it on your ANZ app, you're going to think, I'm a genius. I picked that one, right? And then when they go down, you're going to think, oh, I'm a loser. I'm an idiot. What was I doing? You've just got to remember that property is a long-term investment and you've got to trust the process and keep on holding. You are going to feel fear you're going to have some indecisiveness, you're going to have some procrastination. That's all normal. And the advice that I'll give you is just recognize that these emotions are completely normal and they're going to be part of the process. They're part of your wiring. So just be prepared for when this happens. And look, I recommend wine is a great solution for dealing with these things. Like, you know, if you're having the scary Sundays, the sleepless scary Sundays, pour yourself a glass of wine, take your mind off it, have a laugh and think, oh, Andrew Nichol told me this was going to happen. And again, look, if you can't get through it, that's okay. We're not going to begrudge you for not doing something if you are too scared. If, you're just, if it's going to ruin your life with sleepless nights, don't do it. But if you can get through those scary Sundays, your life will be better in 15 years. And actually, believe it or not, Andrew, I once went to an emotional intelligence course. <laughs> well, I hope you didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> and, no, I got it for free, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things they told me, and I really believe this, is that you need to label the emotions you're feeling. It's like if I watch a horror movie and there's a big scary person. Like there was actually recently a, a trailer I watched. That clown one? That clown one? No, nah, it was Dracula. Oh, yeah. And I thought they did a terrible job with that trailer because they showed you Dracula. Nah, you've got to Alfred Hitchcock it. You've got to hide it. You That's can't right. see the scary. Because once you see the scary monster, it's no longer scary. I've Correct. seen it now. The fear comes from not knowing about it. So if you put a label on your emotion, often you feel like, oh, I can actually deal with that. So if you could say, okay, I am now feeling really anxious about signing this contract. And the reason is that I've got all of these questions about the property. Well, you can actually start to feel like you can deal with it. And I think one of the things you can do is if you have lots of questions, write them down, yes. get them out of your head yes. onto a piece of paper or into a Word document on your computer. Because once it's out of your head, you stop worrying about it. And if you're working with a real estate agent, a financial advisor, whoever you're working with, 
if you've got that list of questions, you can then sit down and actually have a logical conversation. So I think, first of all, labelling your emotions and then writing down your questions that you have or the things, the worries, the concerns, the fears you've got. I'm not talking about writing a a 60-page journal. I'm not talking (laughs) about anything too woo-woo, but just write your questions down so they're no longer in your head. It's going to help you massively. Something like, who is my tenant going to be? Yeah, or what happens if the property goes down in value? How easy is it going to be to find a tenant? How do I know the property's not going to blow over or fall (laughs) over at the next earthquake? Yeah, yeah. Something along these lines. Are there lots of earthquakes in Christchurch? What's the insurance premiums going to be? All of these legitimate questions, if you get them out of your head, you're actually going to be able to work through them, and that's one of the key ways. But understand the emotions, put a label on it, remember that Andrew Nichol told you it was going to happen, and then writing down those questions, that's going to help you out. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a friend who's about to buy their first investment property, or any property actually, maybe send them this podcast. It could help them get through the Sunday scaries and make the right financial decision for them. And of course, that is one of the main things you can do to help grow this property investment community we're building. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the use of the property market. Until next time, 